Well, and I mean, Michigan Lake House culture is, it is sort of like being a bunk in a, in a house and then you spend your entire day on the lake. Yeah. Or you're outside, right? You're outside running around. Yeah. Like a crazy kid growing up. Yep. Um, and all you really need is dinner and a bunk bed. You know, they want their s'mores every night. Same. <laughs> yeah. But it's and these kids, they go down, they're like falling asleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With yeah. more stuff to their face. A little bit like yeah. me on a business trip. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good thing we don't close out business dinners with s'mores around a fire because we'd all be in, in our hotel room beds at some Marriott with marshmallows <laughs> stuck to our face. <laughs> Welcome to Connections with BCD Travel, an ongoing conversation about the modern day travel program, the impact of technology and digitization, and how travel buyers can take control and drive change. Each episode leaves you with practical, actionable advice and solutions to support a variety of program needs. Let's start connecting. Welcome back to Connections, everyone. I'm Chad Lemon. And I'm Miriam Moscovich. Be sure to review this podcast wherever you're listening. So a few months ago, we had Rosanna Martin on the podcast to give us a state of the industry update. And that episode was so wildly downloaded, we decided to invite her back for another quarterly state of the industry update. Yeah. Welcome back to Connections, Rosanna. Thank you. Hello, everyone. And thanks for having me back. I'm really excited. We're so excited to have you back. And I think on this episode, we're really going to grill you on what's been going on since your last State of the Industry update. So I hope you're ready. I'm always ready, Miriam. Let's do it. Rosanna, our first question has to be, what is the state of the industry? What are the trends and topics that we need to know about? Well, first, Chad, I think let's tackle 2019 volumes head on. I can say we're effectively done with comparing 2019 volumes uh, in old bids, right? I really Mm -hmm. encourage companies who aren't doing this to consider it. Most companies are now gauging their volumes post-pandemic, and some companies are seeing more travel in 2023, and some are hovering anywhere from 60 to 80%. While some of it is definitely sector-specific, for example, entertainment or life sciences, entertainment may Mm -hmm. change due to the writer's strike, however... Um, But we also have some manufacturing clients that are actually higher than their 2019 volumes due to various factors. Some of them are acquisitions, new client wins that they have, and some merger activity as well. The second thing I'd like to talk about are regional levels. So looking at capacity, um, if you have not had a chance to listen to Jonathan Cow's podcast, I think it's something that you should listen to. It's fantastic Um, And I've Mm -hmm. really learned a lot from that podcast. I can tell you capacity is far from recovery in most markets in Asia. Um, But I can tell you in Europe, recovery is back on track after a brief pause in the first quarter this year. If you look at LATAM Mm -hmm. and North America, airline recovery has definitely picked up momentum. And we're seeing strong airline performances at most airlines in both of those regions. In the Middle East and Africa, for example, Capacity is now above 2019 levels. Wow. And then I think that there is a greater focus that we're seeing among our clients and prospects with reducing friction. Um, One example of that is really taking the traveler friction point out of guest travel management. This has been Uh a long you know, issue for companies to try to manage through this. So whether they're candidates or 
um, HCP travelers that are coming in for life sciences. Um, so they're looking for an automated way to manage guest travel. And we actually have that today uh, through BCD Invite. Um, and BCD Invite is great. Uh, it's very flexible. Profiles can be created in real time. They sync with the online booking tool. And it doesn't matter what your GDS is or your market that you're sitting in. It's secure, so you can be assured um, that there is no issue from a security management perspective. Um, and it's digital. So trip request details can be managed electronically through that tool. I think another area that we're seeing is in payment, right? There's a lot of friction in the payment process and travel. And I think that's moving up to closer on the top of the list. They want seamless payment and expense management, not just for travelers, but they also want it for their travel stakeholders and their finance teams alike. And so we have a tool or our solution called BCD Pay that offers digital invoice management, virtual automated reconciliation, and payment automation. And we're looking to do some future enhancements there as well. So spend, spend management insights, which is coming in the third quarter this year, um, payment manager, which assures that the right form of payment is applied per customer policy and mobile wallet. Um, so that's integrated payment for on-trip purchases, um, which that is forthcoming, no launch date yet. Um, but we're also looking at data integration and APIs for expense tools and other systems with pay. I would say fourth, the industry overall is healthy, right? I think corporate travel is booming. We're seeing more positive signs of recovery since our last podcast. Again, we talk about there's those little regional nuances that are still happening, but overall, um, we're seeing, you know, just a, a, an uptick in general. Um, and I think lastly in this area, I, I just want to stress that BCD is strong, we're thriving, and we're trending ahead of all of our goals and targets. Um, and I think that's important not only for uh, customers, but suppliers and prospects. Um, we made significant profit again in 2022, and we expect results to be close to our pre-COVID levels in 2023. Um, we've also made some significant headroom in our liquidity position and are back to positive cash flow. So this really allows us to be able to make targeted investments in service delivery and technology. I'm not surprised to hear you talk about payment and BCD Invite. We've recently done some podcasts on those topics, and those are really important uh, to our listeners. Um, so speaking of, can you give us a quick rundown of our global footprint? And by that, I mean, what are some exciting things that we're doing that play into that strength and health that you just mentioned? So at BCD, you know, we're back to 13,000 team members that we have on the team. You know, we're servicing clients in 170 plus countries. Um, and we do have the industry's most consistent client retention rate. And this has been consistent over the past 10 plus years. So I think that's, that's something that's important to mention. Yeah. Our CEO also, uh, it was, he transitioned our past CEO, John Snyder his responsibilities to uh, his longtime friend and colleague, Stefan Bars, who is our former BCD CFO, and he was the Boron CEO. That's right. And he returned to the company. And what's good is he knows BCD. He knows us, right? He's been here before, um, but he's really tasked with a vision to build on the success that we've had and grow the company and the culture that really ensures that we're enduring for the next, next generation. 
Um, there are a couple of other things that I can share with you too that are really exciting. So earlier this year, we opened an office in Sri Lanka. It's in Colombo and it's a, it's a wholly owned Asia Pacific Service Center, or, you know, we love our acronyms, the ASC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can never get away from those in travel. Right, of course. But this center is is always on. They're, they provide high quality direct to client service for companies in Australia, Hong Kong, and Singapore. And they have close to 200 full-time employees, highly skilled agents, and they're also able to support travelers from around the world. So the front frontline agents there can service during after hours for travelers in other regions. On the DE&I front, some really exciting things I want to share there. You know, we continue to enhance the awareness of our talent acquisition team. Um, we're hiring to ensure we have an inclusive hiring process and we're mitigating bias in that process. Um, and I think, you know, there are a lot of companies uh, in the travel space that are really pulling back on their stated DE&I commitments, and we continue to press forward. I think mm-hmm. that's extremely important. That commitment is there. Uh, taking care of our people, that's something that's a, a continued focus for us. We're also looking to create more equitable practices and policies within the workforce, and also looking to expand partnerships in BCD Marketplace to help address some unique needs of our customers when they're trying to really uh, ensure that they're hitting their DE&I goals. That's right. Um, I can tell you from an investment in tech perspective, we're continuing to invest 30 to 40% of our EBITDA back into the company. Okay. This includes innovation investments mm-hmm. and tech. And Miriam, I'm sure you're aware of uh, being an innovation, but our three focus areas really are enhancing the shopping, booking, and service experience for profile to non-profile travelers. Mm-hmm. Also investing in the infrastructure as well of multi-source data. This will help travel stakeholders to be able to action the right decisions, having the right data to make those right decisions, and power internal and external platforms. And then again, looking at simplifying the end-to-end spend management process for everyone. Uh, two more things I'll share. So Get Going, we announced in July the launch of Get Going, which is our self-service tool for small to mid-sized businesses and AI. So we're continuing to uh, invest in AI. And I think we all know AI can be good and it can be bad. And I think when you look at transformational innovation, you really have to look at everything. You have to understand, be able to assess and test practical uses before you just dive in. It's not Mm -hmm. something that you can just do, right? Um, I think it can be used, like I said, for good and bad. So I think the travel industry, certainly one of the most impactful use cases for AI, for AI and is already widely adopted in the leisure space, which we see on a regular basis. Um, and here at BCD, we've been doing it for a while. So matching transactions and credit card data with BCD Pay, room and bed type matching within TripSource and Agent Source. Those are booking platforms within BCD. And then mapping traffic and shopping patterns in price assurance technology. So our hotel and air price assurance technology as well. Rosanna, we both just returned from GBTA in Dallas. Uh, what did you hear uh, specifically from clients and prospects? I would tell you the three biggest things I heard. The first is sustainability. And it mm-hmm. continues to mean something different to everyone and every single company. Everyone has a very unique 
sustainability journey. I think that's something that I took away. And that's why it's important for us to be able to talk to customers and prospects about what are their goals? What are things that they're doing well? Where are their gaps that they'd like to close in the program? And that's a conversation that should start very early. Um, And then people raved about the various WIDIT sessions. This is the first year where I felt like there was a a, a true track for WINIT. Um, I loved the truly honest conversation um, and also heard raves about leveling up, um, mentoring WINIT, elevating women's voices workshop. One of the really good sessions that I attended, and I attended it by accident, um, I was going to attend a different session and I plugged this one in to my um my app. And it was great. It was unexpected lessons that we've learned from travel data. That session ended up being standing room only. And I think the panelists really brought real solutions to help make sense of data. So it goes back to, you know, one of the focus areas where we're really looking at helping clients uh, be able to make sense of the endless possibilities within their program. That was huge. And being able to listen to uh, people from Advito and customers really specifically talk about what they learned and how they acted on it. Um, and the one thing I noticed were people were taking a ton of notes. The lady next to me took four pages of notes in that session. Rosanna, we all know it's budget season for many clients and companies. What are they focusing on? What are you all talking about? All right. So what I think clients are really looking to do is to help make sense of all that data. They're looking at ways to combine travel expense and credit card data, really bringing it all together to help make decisions a lot easier and make sure that they're acting on the right things within their travel program. I also think there's a different focus on hubs. So for example, in Europe where hubs have been around for a while and widely adopted by most travel programs today, I would say some of the more mature we're, we're looking at a lot more with hubbing programs in Asia or in Latin America. Um, And some customers are talking more about that follow the sun where you have an always on service that they're connected by regions. Um, So that's sort of exciting. Some, some additional things that are, are happening in that space. In a general sense, would you say that travel programs are looking to hold their travel budget steady or do they anticipate an increase in spending next year or are they still trying to decrease their spending? I'm seeing a mix. So um, I talked to one prospect recently, actually at GBTA, and they said they have budgeted for 140% of their 2022 volume. They're really growing. Um, And in most industries, corporate travel brings a return on investment. I think mining is probably the only one where you don't see that same return on investment. So they know they're going to get that investment back. Rosanna, I want to circle back to that kind of state of BCD travel you mentioned uh, at the top of the show. Traditionally, we finished strong in Q4. How are things tracking this year? Anything you can share with us? Well, I'd love to tell you, um, this is some great news. We're actually um, trending very high from a sales perspective. Um, Historically, we see that strong fourth quarter, right? Mm -hmm. We always say our sales teams, you know, that we're a fourth quarter sales team, right? But this (laughs) year, we saw record sales in the first and second quarter this year. Oh, wow. That's a great testament to how well we're doing. Some of that is new business. Some of that is expansion business from our retention uh, volume. So again, I think that speaks volumes to the great job that our teams are doing on a global basis. And our retention rate continues to be 
very high. Rosanna, you just mentioned our retention rate, and we're known for having one of the best, if not the best, retention rate for clients. So what tips do you have for our listeners as they try to determine their state of the industry for their own programs? Because that plays a huge part in the partnership between a TMC and a travel program. Absolutely. And I think when they're looking at their programs, they have to make sure that they're looking at their program holistically. They're looking at what their program is doing today, looking at it midterm and also having a long-term plan. And I think that you cannot have a stagnant program and you should be able to ask for certain things from your current provider. There's things that are table stakes that you shouldn't have to try to band-aid. You shouldn't have to, you know, put a, a process in place to fix something that isn't working. You really have to be able to take a look at your program. And if you're not getting what you need, you need to look elsewhere. I think that's the most important thing. Um, The marketplace has changed significantly. And now is the time to really take a look at your program. Rosanna, as always, this has been an excellent update. So in one sentence, can you wrap up this section up on the state of the industry? Yes. We are past 2019, thankfully. It's time to look at your programs in a much different way and modernize your program for the future. Well, we had a great discussion as usual, Rosanna, but let's do a quick connect. Okay, first, we are all in the United States, um, and we're just about to close out the summer months. So, favorite summer moment from this year? My favorite summer moment from this year was having all of my great nieces and great nephews together with my granddaughter, sitting on the beach, building sandcastles, which actually is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> um, and I can tell you that it's uh, it's a core memory from what I understood. My one nephew said that core memory these kids will remember mm, for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. I made a core memory this summer. Uh, Denver's got a um, a program they do called Viva Denver, and they close down uh, all the streets downtown for a, a Sunday, four Sundays in the summer. And you go down there and you ride your bikes and you use electric scooters and electric bikes. And so I rode an electric scooter up and down downtown Denver. And I smiled so hard I caught bugs in my teeth, right? <laughs> <laughs> no helmet. Um, but it was just so fun. I'd never ridden one of those electric scooters before. And now I, I'm looking for him all the time. So that was fun. Um, not a core moment and a side memory. <laughs> yeah, dangerous for sure. The first time I ever rode one, Miriam, I crashed into a parked car. So please be careful. <laughs> um, my favorite summer memory. I'm sure you're both tired of hearing me talk about it. I moved to the beach to be happy and seeing palm trees and oceans every day. So that hands down was my favorite memory. Um, okay. When you go to a coffee shop, what is your go-to order? My go-to order is a soy chai tea latte or an almond chai tea latte hot. Mm, not cold. delicious. Okay. Mine would have to be. A- you're, you're not even a coffee drinker, are you? Oh, I'm a coffee drinker. Oh, I thought you were a tea girly. Well, I mean that too, but okay. no, I'm, I have a whole, I have a very, very complex coffee situation in my life. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that at another time. My order at a coffee shop, because I can't make it at home, would be a cortada. Okay. All right. I like to keep it pretty simple. I'm a like triple shot espresso over ice. That's Diesel. 
I got to get perked up for you. Yeah, I was exactly. going to say, I could see that for Chad. I can absolutely yeah. see that. <laughs> Diesel fuel. Um, okay. Last question, Rosanna. This one's just for you. We've just started asking everyone at this point. Um, and I forget if we asked you this on the last one. I don't think we did. But when you travel, window or aisle seat? I always sit in aisle seat. For a short person, I do take up a lot of room and I need that extra. (laughs) (laughs) I had a customer tell me recently at an in-person meeting, which was very refreshing. They said, wow, for a little person, you take up a lot of room. And I do because I have a whole methodical process on how I set myself up. So whether I'm in a meeting room or I'm on a plane, I have to be a certain way. Yeah, that's a that's a valid. Everyone we ask, you know, so far have all said aisle seats, and um, I think you're the first one that gave a logical response. No, I mean everyone else was logical too. They want to get up and move around. Yours was just comical. <laughs> that's I mean, funny. It's funny. It's but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Rosanna, as always, thank you so much for this quarterly update. Yeah, Rosanna, I'm so glad you joined us and I hope we'll see you again next quarter. Thanks for having me. I really enjoy our time together as per usual. If you're a travel buyer, frequent business traveler, or just someone who likes hearing about the state of the industry, be sure to download and review the connections with BCD Travel Podcast to stay up to date with new releases and listen to your favorite episodes. Thank you for connecting with us. BCD Travel helps customers travel smart and achieve more. We make this happen in over 100 countries with a global client retention rate of 97%, the highest in the industry. Learn more about the information you heard today and what BCD Travel can do for you by visiting bcdtravel.com forward slash podcast.